This is Agents Influence Podcast. It's never been more challenging, in my opinion, to be in this industry, right? There's independents everywhere. There's captives everywhere. There's direct writers everywhere. There's people like Google that have their hands in the pot. They'll be back, by the way. Yeah. You have Lemonade. You have all these disruptors, right? Everybody wants their hand in our industry, and they want a piece of our money. It's more important now, more than ever before, right, to understand those three concepts, you know, identity, visibility, and credibility, because those three things are really what helps you, you know, what helps all of us differentiate ourselves from other agencies and competitors. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're gonna change an industry. Let's go. Hey, so let's get right into this now. So uh, as I have mentioned and told you, I know you've heard me talk a lot about him. Uh, His name is Chris Langill, and I got to tell you, this guy, I've known him for, oh man, Chris, I don't even know how long we've known each other, like at least two, three years now um, on a serious level um, because he kind of runs in the same crowd that I run in. And uh, I just want to bring him to you because I know you guys hear me talk about him a lot. And, and really, the stuff he's doing out there is like nobody else. So I just want to introduce Chris. W- welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No no problem. This is way long overdue. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, right. when we scheduled this, I'm thinking to myself, like, why have we never done this? So, you know, so we just get busy, I guess, in life. Um, but uh, so, so Chris, uh, we're going to start off with the ones that the listeners just absolutely love. Are you an iPhone? or a droid user uh it's funny you say that man i'm, I'm an iphone now i literally just paid like 400 dollars to get out of a like upgrade like my my upgrade wasn't for like a year and i could not stand i had an lg v10 which was actually pretty cool but i just was frustrated because i think i just have a comfort level with iphone so i went in there and the guy was like are you sure and i'm like yeah i need an iphone i can't i can't take it anymore so did you, did yeah you have a, did you have an iphone before you had the other droid I did. I had an iPhone six and I was like, man, I'm bored of this thing. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, I want to upgrade. And I, I watch these YouTube videos like late night when I can't sleep of like phone reviews. Cause I'm a nerd like that. <laughs> and there was this guy who was reviewing this LG phone. And I was like, that thing is sick. So I, uh, I picked it up and it was cool, but there were just some weird things about it. the battery was terrible, but yeah, I geek out about technology. So I'm back to a, uh, iPhone six plus with a Mophie case. Anybody who uses a iPhone, seriously, I, I'm not affiliated with Mophie. Do yourself a favor and go buy a Mophie case, M-O-P-H-I-E. There's a battery built into it. I don't charge this thing for like three or four days and I'm a power user. Really? Mophie. Yeah, awesome. Best case you'll ever get. Wow, okay, so wow. <laughs> so it's got an extra battery in it. There's like a, it gives you like a 60% boost. So that actually what happens is the phone uses the Mophie battery p- first and then w- when the Mophie drains, it uses its own battery. So I'm not even gotcha. joking. I, I probably I probably charge this thing every two, three, maybe four days sometimes if I'm not really using it that much. But yeah. oh my gosh, dude, that's like a secret of the world. I can't believe secret you know, of the world. Yeah, for real. Holy cow! Thanks for that. <laughs> and uh, what's the last app that you've probably downloaded since you've had the new iPhone 6s? Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. Um, I think the last app I downloaded, let's see, I can tell you exactly. It was Layout for Instagram. 
layout for Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Layout is, uh, yeah, it's like a collage app. So you can like put, you know, piece images together and then push them right to Instagram. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Super. Um, Chris, so that I know you, um, all of, all of us, uh, that uh, are us elite marketers, I feel as a high producing agents probably know you or about you, but for all the other listeners that don't, if you would go back to high school, go back to whenever you want and fast forward to who you are now so that we can get a sense of who you are. Yeah, I'll try to jam a lot of stuff into a little bit of time here, but grew up in the city of Wilmington in Delaware, which is about 45 minutes south of Philadelphia. Um, was, you know, in an urban type setting. The high school that I uh, was supposed to go to, there were shootings, whatnot. It was very bad school district. So my mom said, you're not going there. My cousin went to a vocational school at the time. And she said, you know, you should really come here. You'll, you'll really like it here. So long story short, I went to a vocational high school, which uh, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's not really college prep. They're, they're basically preparing you to, to work a blue collar industry. Um, I didn't really like a lot of the concentrations they had. So I went into what was called at the time visual communications, right? So little did I know that that decision I made when I was what, 14 or 15 years old would come back to help me in my career now. But that's where I first learned how to use Photoshop and Illustrator and, you know, all these software applications that I use today. Um, and so, yeah, started out there, graduated, didn't know what I wanted to do back in the day, web design. Uh, and well, it still kind of is a little bit um, commoditized, but it was kind of hard to find a job in that in that space back in those days um, because the internet was still relatively new and it just wasn't a, a really big thing. It was a lot of print press and um, you know physical mailers and magazine layouts and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it worked random jobs. I, I was a barber at one point. I had a barber shop. Um, I still have a barber shop in my basement. Um, don't judge. You know, my beard is a little, my beard's a little crazy right now. I had no idea, dude. I had no idea. Yeah. If you ever need a cut, man, I I used to do this thing, um, cuts for cures. We would do, uh, it was like one Sunday a month. Uh, it was appointment only, but we would donate all of our money to local charities that we did, uh, that we did cuts. So yeah, I I used to have fun with it, man. But I did that for three or four years. Um, it was a grind 8am to 8pm on your feet, physical, you know, physically draining, um, you're, you're not really in the business of cutting hair. You're in the business of time. You can only make as much money as you can cut heads. So I, it's funny the, 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 the way that I got into the insurance business, a customer of mine, one of my, one of my customers who I cut, I cut his hair. I'll never forget. His name is Justin Wilkers. He's now a Wilmington police officer. Um, he pulled up into the barbershop in a Mercedes Benz and I said, dude, what are you doing? You know, are you, is what you're doing legal? First of all. <laughs> Um, second of all, if it is, can you tell me how I can also do it? Because, the, you know, at the time I was like 23 or something like that. And he was probably a year or two older, and, you know, 25 year old kid rolling around in the bends. I mean, it, you know, you're either selling Kinda something curious. you should be or, you know, we need to have a chat here, Justin. So um, I talked to Justin. He said, yeah, I sell car insurance in a cubicle for AIG. It's right down the street. And I'm like, you sell car insurance? Uh, yeah, I sell car insurance. I'm like one of the top producers. So long story short, um, I was kind of at my wits end with cutting hair at that point anyway. I was just drained and I was kind of bored with it, to be honest with you. Um, so I, um, I started working at AIG, man. I got licensed. They trained me. They got me licensed in like 45 states. They put me in a cubicle and within about three months, I was one of their top producers. And same thing there, man, you know, two, three years of just dealing with the public and in inbound calls and quality control people monitoring your calls. 
um, I got bored and kind of it was a grind. And um, I met um, I met who is now my wife. Her best friend's husband owned a financial planning firm, and we decided to start a scratch independent shop inside of his firm. And so that's how I ended up in the independent agency space. All the while, you know, with my design background, was still doing you know. Uh, logos and uh, you know layouts and web design and all kinds of crazy stuff you know nights and weekends and ultimately decided that uh, well I realized that that was really my passion you know I like insurance uh, but I love to do design and marketing that's just how my brain is wired I'm a very right brain type of person and that's just naturally where my talent is you know um, you know some people you know, they say that if you find something that you can do every day and it never feels like a job, you know, like that's what you should do in life. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. All right. Fantastic, man. Even though you and I are pretty good buddies, man, I had no idea about the hair thing. And to be yeah. honest with you, you usually do have yours cut pretty good and stuff like that. You're usually pretty trimmed up. So that only makes sense. So that, yeah, that check, check my check my Instagram. There's a bunch of pictures. I, I have a couple of neighbors that come over. I just, you know, friend will come over and drink a beer or something like that. And I'll, I'll knock out their cut and we'll just kind of hang out. It's just like a barbershop. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it really thought about legitimately that. looks like a barbershop. I have a chair and all my equipment down there from from back in the day. All right. Fantastic, man. That That is great. And you know, what? what's amazing is, is I think something that's something that society doesn't do, which going back to when you said you were about 14 and you were learning and being taught Photoshop and all those marketing skills and digital skills and all that jazz. Um, I'm so upset that today, like my son's a senior and I would love to hire him or his friends to do some of the stuff we do here at Grow. And they just they just don't know how, you know, and sometimes you go through, man, you want to teach them, but it's just easier to go find somebody that knows how to do it. Because as you know, it's it's more than just knowing how to use Photoshop. It's actually having that creative brain and all that. But exactly. I'm very upset with these schools today. They're not teaching the things that they need to be teaching, you know, and it's uh, I, I argued with the teacher the other day. Um, well, this was a couple months ago, but they wanted to teach my fifth grader, my son, they, they were going to take two weeks out of the school year and teach him cursive. And I just told him, I said, the kid's not even going to be writing with a pen or pencil in 10, 15 years, let alone, you know, I, I just, man, I just, okay, that's another, sorry, you know how we are, we can get off. But anyways, Chris, this is about you. This is about Advisor Evolve. That's what I want it to be about. So Chris, here's the ultimate question right here. Here's the question. What value do you provide the independent insurance agency system? You and Advisor Evolved. What what do you what's what's your value? Sure. So my goal and, and sort of what my mission and my life's mission is is right is there's three different kind of components to this right with independent agents. It's you know it's your uh, it's the agency's identity. So I help agencies build an identity. Um, I help them with their visibility and I help them with their credibility. Right. So identity visibility and credibility, right? So if I can break those three things down, I will, but um, that's really what, what my goal is to do. I think, um, you know, and I don't wanna talk down on agents because really a lot of small business owners suffer from from this sort of dilemma is that, you know, so that's sort of the, um, the, the void that I'm hoping to fill and the service that I'm hoping to, to offer that I am offering to independents because, man, independent agents, you know, it's like, um, 
it, it it's never been more challenging in my opinion to be in this industry right we have you have it's just a saturated industry there's there's independents everywhere there's captives everywhere there's direct writers everywhere there's people like google um, that have their hands in the pot they'll be back by the way yep. you have lemonade you have all these disruptors right and everybody wants their hand in our industry and they want they want a piece of our money and so it's it's uh, it's more important now more than ever before, right? To understand those three concepts, you know, identity, visibility, and credibility, because those three things are really what helps you, you know, what helps all of us differentiate ourselves from other agencies and competitors and stuff like that. So that is what I bring to the industry. I'm, I'm trying to help independent agents really grow, not, not only their digital footprint, but also um, some of the stuff that they're doing in, in their agency, you know, their physical sales processes as well. So where can they find out more about you and your business? Uh, what, what, where can they find you? Yeah, so the, the website is advisorevolved.com. I have to kind of say that slowly because a lot of people mess it up and that that probably could be my fault for picking that picking that business, but uh, that business name, but um, advisorevolved.com. And you can find out a bunch of stuff about our, our products and services and those types of things. Right, fantastic. And, and, you know, and a couple others, if you would give a couple clients, because Chris, I mean, we're very shallow as, as business owners and independent agencies, and so we see some something and we go, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. You have no idea. Chris is getting ready to send you to a couple websites that he did, but understand that this is like the tip of the iceberg. All the stuff below it is where is where Chris is uh, really helps you do those things. Identity, identity, visibility, and credibility. Chris, give them a couple websites that they could go while they're sitting here listening to this. Yeah, um, I would say uh, www.alignedins.com. So that's Aligned Insurance. They're out of uh, Tacoma, Washington. Bluemarsh.com uh, is another one. Lipstoneinsurance.com. Uh, ArizonaWeddingInsurance.com. Um, okay, that's cool. Man, I've, I've done a million, man. I've yeah, done we million. have. You you really, really, really have. And, <laughs> and, and no, and it, it was upsetting because I think my website's really, really good. And I have to tell you guys, actually, um, before I knew Chris was really heavily into was, this is like three, four years ago, he actually built the theme, uh, not the theme, the, uh, what would we call that, the skin? You could call it, you could call it a theme. Yeah, for okay. all intents and purposes, right, that's what right. it was. <laughs> so, so believe me, it's nothing of what Chris does now. And he knows as well as I is that when I redo mine here in the next probably 12, 18 months, he's going to be doing it. And him and I are also talking about redoing Grows because we feel as if Grow needs to go to that next level. And to be honest with you, one of the reasons why we haven't went there, Chris, and to all the listeners is because I didn't know somebody like Chris. And I and I mean that with all my heart, guys. I mean, he is the guy. He's in our mastermind. He's the guy I tell him. I tell people to, we get a lot of questions inside the mastermind about websites. And, and I don't want some person in there who has no idea what they're talking about. I want Chris in there so Chris can answer and say, this is the way that it is. But Chris, you also really are good with design. I mean, more than just quote unquote websites. I mean, you're very good with design. I think just to use that word, that buzzword that agents know, you're very good with SEO, mm -hmm. search engine optimization, which is way more than keywords. By the way, um, Chris has a podcast you guys need to check out. I was listening to the one this morning uh, with you and Hanley, where you guys mm -hmm. were breaking down some some things. And I think there's a lot of things that even I thought in there, Chris was thinking about. But after I listened to you and Hanley explain it, I thought, man, I got to change my thinking on that, on some of the CPCs, some of the, some of the way that search is looked at and different things. Yeah. And, and you were talking in there, Chris, about how some of the things that you help agents do, which really kind of blows their mind is agents think that they can't outrank Google. 
And I think in certain instances, you've kind of proven that, no, that's not necessarily always the truth. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So the way that that SEO works, and this is kind of, I'm, I'm condensing a lot of information here, but um, it's very difficult to outrank a major carrier that has a very old domain with a lot of backlinks and whatnot for a very general head term. So for example, if you're in Austin, Texas, right, and you're trying to rank for car insurance, Austin or car insurance, Texas, or even car insurance, Austin, Texas, if those are the keywords you're trying to hit, chances are somebody has a, a stronghold on those phrases already, right? So it's it can be difficult to to rank for a very competitive broad term like that. However, at the local level, right? So there's a lot of local SEO indicators, um, you know, that uh, that can really help you show up in the three pack, which is like Google's local sort of top three results in, in the organic results. Um, you, you absolutely need to be getting um, online reviews on Google. There's a right and wrong way to do this, but Google puts a pretty big priority on reviews, right? But they also filter a lot of their reviews. So uh, when you're getting a review on your website, do not give someone a link that points over to uh, your Google profile, right? I've done that, Chris, I've yeah. done that and I hate it. Yeah, what you need to do is you need to tell the customer, right? And we have a little spreadsheet that we uh, that I used to give people and I can actually share it with your listeners as well. You can download it on our website or I'll give it to you, Jason, but it's a workflow that you can literally email to your client that says, here's exactly how to leave our agency an online review. And it's a step-by-step -step process. Oh, it's a, basically like an if-then process. So if you have a Yelp account, go here. If you don't, go here. If you do, go here. Like it's like a little workflow, right? Oh, wow. But, but yeah, the point is with Google is that you need the client to actually search for your agency in Google and then find it on their own and then leave the review that way. Um, otherwise, Google, they, they don't think it's a natural review and they'll just they won't they won't show it. So reviews oh. is an indicator. Um, directory listings is also something that is important. So Moz.com forward slash local. Moz Local is a directory listing uh, service. And there's other ones out there like Yext, which I would not. Um, I would not recommend Yext. Um, okay. Moz Local is probably your best bet. I think it's like 85 bucks per location per year to have all your your uh, your name, address, and phone number, what they refer to as NAP. So it, ha it takes your NAP and it puts you in all these different online directories, right? So um, that's helpful. Moz um, Local does that? Because I'm local. actually looking. And what did you say roughly that was? I mean, I know you may not. I think it's like 84 $85 per year per location. So it's oh my cheap. gosh. Yeah. All right. I'm going to use yeah. that one. Yeah. Moz Local. Um, we actually, when people sign up with us for websites, we give them a little getting started guide. And that's one of the steps on the guide. Um, the other thing is um, uh, local schema. So, or schema, however you want to pronounce it. Schema is essentially a, a form of code, HTML micro data that sits on top of the HTML of the, of the site. And basically what it does, it's, it gives Google a more granular um, description of what you are about, what your content and website is about. Um, just basic schema is not really that helpful, um, but there's ways that you can customize the schema so that you're telling Google this organization is an insurance agency. It's not just a local business because there's local business schema. It's an insurance agency. So if you can provide Google with that information, your SEO, especially at a local level, will be much more improved. So. Um, 
the thing that I was talking about with Hanley, you know, when you to take a 30,000 foot view of SEO, right? It's only one way to drive traffic to a site. In fact, a lot of the big boys and the big time marketers and these you know, sales funnel gurus and stuff that you see online, they kind of poo poo SEO, right? Because it's this long-term strategy that requires content, requires all this work. You need a copywriter, you need somebody to build links, you need this, that, and the third, right? It can be expensive. It's supposed to actually drive free traffic, but it can cost you money to, to put those pieces together. A lot of big time marketers look at it and they're like, why would I, why would I waste time with SEO when I can I can just buy my traffic. I can just buy my traffic with ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, LinkedIn, those types of things. So um, what I would tell any agent who's listening to this or who heard the, the Hanley podcast and, you know, me and Hanley, we talk about SEO. There's other people out there that talk about SEO because it's this buzz term, this buzz phrase that gets people interested. Uh, but the truth is, man, it, it's very, it can be very misleading and people yeah. have a very, they have a very, you know, skewed view and vision of what it is. And that's because there's organizations and there's marketing firms and digital agencies out there in my space that are mm -hmm. selling SEO as this like short term thing. So agents, they, they spend money, they spend time trying to do these things. And when they don't get a lead, they're like, this doesn't work. Uh, you know, I just, I just spent five grand and I didn't get a single lead. Well, that's what, that's what SEO is. It's a long-term thing. It's not guaranteed, just like any other form of marketing. Um, but it is important. Nevertheless, it is important. You have to have a strategy for it. Um, but Chris, but Chris, yeah. you're making it seem, I mean, is there a shorter term way or is that a pipe dream? I mean, is there? For sure. I mean, the shorter term way to get any kind of lead from your site, well, the shorter term way is to just buy leads, period. But the next best thing is to uh, run paid ads. So Facebook ads and, um, you know, Google and, and those types of things. SEO, um, I don't want to say it's the last thing that you should be doing. It's not. It's something that you need to be doing at all times. But if what you're concerned about is getting leads from your website, which, by the way, a website is not just about lead generation, that that's a part of having a website. Like you obviously you want leads. That's not what it's all about. And I think agencies that look at it purely from a lead gen perspective are always going to be disappointed. Right. They're always going to be disappointed because you know, they might be getting one or two leads a month or maybe three or four or five or whatever. If you're just purely looking at a website from a lead gen perspective, then you're going to always be disappointed. There's many other purposes and uses uh, for a website. But the point I'm getting at is in order to get leads, you need to have traffic and you need to have conversions. Like a lead does not happen without those two metrics in front of it. Right. So um, whether it's SEO or or SEM, which is PPC, um, yeah, I mean, it can take time and money to do that, which is why, you know, recently and, and for the last year or so, I've been telling people, look, uh, and you probably see it in your mastermind group. People are like, you know, uh, how, how are we, you know, do you guys have any success with this lead company or that lead yep, company? Yep, yep. Have you? And the, and the truth is, man, lead companies are they're hit or miss. I mean, it's just what it is. It's it's public data. But they have these But you are a proponent, not to cut you off, but you, where you're different though, Chris, is that a lot of people talk down in the independent agency system about paid leads. And you and you're not so you're different on that, am I right? I mean, you just see 100%, that a little different. Hundred percent. I'm 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 a fan of 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 leads for this reason, right? So, um, why do we do SEO? Why do we do pay per click? Why do we do Facebook ads? Why do we boost posts? Why do we write blog articles? Why do we buy leads? Right. The end goal is to get premium on our books. Period. Yeah. Right. So any means that you can do that, you know, whether it's um, a radio ad or TV or knocking on somebody's door, door hangers, direct mail, um, all those things. The the point of, of those strategies is to get premium. What is the quickest and most direct route 
to get a lead. It's to buy one, right? It's to buy the lead. That being said, you know, lead companies aren't perfect. You know what I mean? There's, there's filters and you pay money and sometimes they're shared and they can be expensive. But what I would tell any agency who's had experience with leads that I I see it in forums and on Facebook groups and this, that, and the other. And they're like, man, 20 bucks a lead. No, $20 a lead is cheap, dude. Like $20 a lead. I would pay $50 for a lead. You know what I mean? Why? Because your first year commission is going to probably be at least 200 to 250. So you, you already, not only did you, you break even, but you profited, right? But you're going to retain that piece of business, hopefully for six to eight years, if not longer. Why are you worried about spending 50 bucks? Like the, the most successful companies, whether it be an insurance agency or other kind of business are companies that are willing to spend money to get leads and, and, and prospects. You know, if you're trying to do a grassroots and not spend any money, which is how a lot of people try to build their business yep. through referrals and SEO and this and that and networking groups, they don't want to spend money. They want to do a grassroots. I get it. It's, it's something that you should be doing. But if you're only trying to do it that way, um, it's going to be slow going. It's just what it is. It takes time to, to build a book of business that way. So now, yeah. now Chris, one thing you said there is that, oh my gosh, I mean, I, I go on and on about this and I'm so glad because that is one thing that you and Hanley also talked about was that we look at it as one year. Oh, you're paying $50 for that lead. Well, dude, the commission's <laughs> only 150. No, the commission's not 150. If it stays on the books for a while, it's 1500. And you know, 10, 10, 10 years is a long time. According to best practices, they say six to eight, like you just said, Chris, but I'm just making easy math here. I don't know about you, but give me 50 bucks. If I give you 50 bucks and you give me back 12, 1300, that's the greatest return in, in the history of man. So, 100%. so and, but, but here's the deal all agencies out there what they do is they run their business like an agency and they don't run their agency like a business they, exactly. they we've got to be those mental now now chris would we not say that the agency of the future not only needs to be a better businessman but they need to be a better marketer in a way that's kind of what you're saying right here for sure and quick quick story right so i, yeah. I told you that we opened our agency in a financial planning firm right multi-million dollar firm over uh, a half uh what is it five yeah almost a billion dollars $600 million or whatever in assets under management, pretty large firm, right? Wow. Um, the way that they would market, right? And this is like when I first started out with them, I could not wrap my head around this, right? Um, they would do dinner seminars. And this is a big thing in the financial planning space, dinner seminars, right? You send out postcards to people that are between the ages of 60 and 75 for financial planning, free advice, yada, 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 come out. We're gonna give you a $30 steak and potato. We're gonna give you some good advice and then we're gonna hope that you you schedule an appointment with us and we can come in and talk to you about your accounts. Um, the very first time I ever was at a seminar, uh, we were at this very nice Italian restaurant in Westchester, right? Which is, again, kind of close to the Philadelphia area. Um, I'm at the bar, you know, me and one of the other guys that were working there, um, the two advisors that spoke, they left and they were like, we're gonna give you our MasterCard. Can you just make sure that the tab and everything is paid? And uh, they're like, have, you know, have a beer or whatever, have an appetizer or whatever if you want before you leave. So me and my buddy are sitting at the bar. We had a beer. We're sitting there. And um, um, I'm like, yeah, we need to tab out. We have to go. We have to pay for the seminar and go. So the lady gives us a tab. The bill was almost $7,000, right? <laughs> so the, the okay. seminar itself, right? The seminar itself was seven grand, right? We had, I think we had close to 80 people that showed up at the seminar. Um, seven grand, right? And that's not including what we had to spend on mail. So there's advisors out there that are spending, you know, 
uh, close to 10 grand per seminar. Now, a lot of times they'll get discounts or deals through their broker dealer. They'll get a better cost per mailer through their broker dealer. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes if you have a good relationship with a restaurant, you'll get a better cost per head because you've given them business for the last you know year and a half or whatever. It's still seven to 10 grand, Chris. But seven to 10 grand. And I paid the tab and I'm like, whoa, like, is this for real right now? And they don't even care. They didn't even care. They're like, it was nothing to them, you know? And it's like, I, I hit me. I'm like, why are we spending seven grand for seminars? And they're like, dude, this is what works in our industry. This is how we've built our business. And they literally built close to a billion dollar, you know, assets under management with wow. freaking dinner seminars. Like it's insane. So that's, that's the sort of the message that I was, I would try to spread to independence is like, you got to spend money to make money, especially when you're in a, in a saturated space like we're in and you're in a competitive space. And the good thing about that, that philosophy is right. If you're willing to spend some money and let me rephrase this, you got to be willing to actually burn money, right? Because everybody's willing to spend money, but people, the reason why people don't spend money is because they can't they don't, they can't really see the results right away. Well, what if I don't get any ROI? What if I don't, you need to have just like any financial planner tells you, right? When you're, you're managing your money is you need to have disposable income as a business owner, right? You have to have disposable income. Like you have to have earmarked money where you're like, if I just lost that in an alley right now, I could survive. Mm -hmm. That is, that's almost how you need to look in some ways at your, some of your operational expenses, yeah. right? Like, Need to, you need to have that mentality because that's what marketing is, man. It's not guaranteed. But again, the most successful agencies and businesses are those that can spend money to get leads and prospects. And, and Chris, the one thing I've heard you talk about and uh, is, um, um, oh my gosh, come on, don't, don't lose it. You were talking about spending money, leads and prospects. Oh, about how the average agency owner gets their operational expenses confused and not understanding what a marketing expense is versus maybe an operational expense. This is kind of new to the way you need to understand your agency. You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. So back in the day, you know, we would look at things like direct mail or websites or whatever, you know, we would look at those things as like optional marketing expenses. And the truth is, man, based on the industry that we're in, as competitive as this industry is, um, you know, you you really can't look at it as a marketing expense anymore, right? It's it's an operational expense. I mean, it's it's a cost of running your business. It's a cost of running yep. your agency. You know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. I think until you know, that's it's a paradigm, right? That people just need to flush from their mind that you know these these expenses and bills and whatnot are. Um, it's just like a cell phone, right? Like you look at your cell phone. That's not a, uh, that's not a marketing expense. Like I hate paying $200 a month of Verizon, right. but I couldn't live without it. It's an operational expense, man. It's a cost of living. It's, you know, it's true. It's like my electric bill. Like I would never not pay that. So I would never not pay my, 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 my phone bill. So I think a lot of agency owners need to really, um, you know, again, bookmark money for those, uh, those expenses that really are not optional anymore. Now, Chris, when um, someone reaches out to you and they say, Chris, I need to talk to you. I want you to look at my agency website. I mean, I know this sounds this sounds actually like an easy answer, but really there are there are companies charging for this. Are you willing? Will you sit on the phone with them for 10, 15 minutes? Look at what they have. I mean, is that how you kind of usually conduct this this process? 
Yeah, for sure. So there's two ways we do that, right? The first is like what you just just described, right? Is like, you know, we hop on the phone and I can tell very quickly, usually just by pulling up their site, if there's going to be issues or if there's any just, you know, design problems or whatever, if it's too busy, there's no call to action. There's no value proposition, those types of things like the obvious things. Um, But we also have a full blown audit. Uh, which is not cheap, but it's because we do a lot of work on the back end. We do a backlink analysis. We crawl the site for any kind of errors and SEO issues, just technical SEO problems. Um, we look at, you know, keywords and content and all kinds of stuff, right? So um, there's two different ways. The, the the quick and easy way is just, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on my site, Chris? You know, can we hop on a call and you can just kind of give me your opinion, which I, I never mind doing that. Um, the the most, I guess, where you would probably get the most value is um, from an audit. Not that I'm trying to sell any everybody an audit, because quite frankly, there's been people that have signed up for audits. They've literally signed up. They they paid the money, and then I look at their their uh, website and I'm like, I'm not even going to do it because there's uh, there's clearly there's huge problems like that need to be fixed before we even look at the technical stuff like the design is a mess or whatever. So I've actually refunded several people for you know, I said, dude, take here's your money back. Like if you want to do this later, we can do it later. But there's stuff that you need to do before we even get to the audit point. Um, audit is probably more beneficial for somebody who's um, has content on their site, their their domain is probably a little bit older. Maybe they have some links. Um, it's not really, it's probably not really beneficial for like somebody who just launched their website like a month ago. Although, you know, that doesn't mean that there isn't issues with it. How many, I'm just curious, uh, what's your percentage roughly of people who call you and are like, dude, I've had this, just had my website done six months uh, a year ago. And not only is it terrible, it's not working or I can't get a hold of the guy or girl anymore. Does that happen a lot? Happens a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's, you know, there's other people in this space that are serving, you know, the independent agencies as it relates to websites and digital marketing and whatnot. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to throw any mud. I mean, for in many, in many respects, they've paved the way for what people like me do. And and maybe even people like, oh, even some of the stuff that you do for agents, right. You know, they paved the way for us. So I'm not about to, um, I'm not about to throw any mud, but at the same time, there's definitely just like insurance, man, you know, no two insurance companies are the same. No two policies are the same. No two agencies or agents are the same. Um, and you get, you very much get what you pay for, um, when it comes to design, web marketing, and also insurance. So yeah. there are there's sites that look all the same. They use a lot of the same content. I know a lot of times I was talking with an executive of one of these companies and he said, look, listen, we may not be able to do it as good as, as a custom uh, person who does it on the ground level customizing. He said, but agents call us, they say they want a website and they need email marketing. And he was like, so at least we're giving them something. I used to be against that, but I, that mentality is, is is good enough because I would rather them be doing something in a way that sometimes could be bad too. But but here's mm-hmm. my point of this whole thing, Chris. Once they at least get something, then they feel as if they need more. And then that's where they actually reach out to someone like yourself. And then they realize, oh, okay, that company was good. They got me going. But yep. now this is where I need to take this to the next level. So I, I, I hear that a lot. Really want to back up a little quick because you want to talk about that three pack real quick, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had skipped over it and I really think this is a good thing because this is something all agents can relate to. Everybody searched on Google for something and that little three pack comes up. Is that big for agents to be a part of that three pack? 
does. It's huge, man. It's huge. And, you know, like I said, uh, reviews, the schema, the directory listings, but really another thing that will really help you tremendously in terms of, of the three pack is, is knowing this is a blog post, by the way, that I'm about to launch is knowing your community, right? Like you need to create content around your community. So you're in Centralia, right? Mm -hmm. Is that how you pronounce it? That's right. So, you know, what I would do if I were you on your agency website is, you know, um, write a blog post, go out to, um, you know, bakeries, you know, here, here's, here's your, here's your headline, right? I'll give you this for free, right? It's free, no charge cast, right? <laughs> so here's a headline that I would write on your agency blog. This okay. is on your insurance agency blog, okay. right? Um, three best bakeries in Centralia. If you want to put Illinois in there, that's cool. Three best bakeries in, in Centralia and literally write up a post about bakeries. Why is that relevant or why does that, why would you put that on an insurance agency site? Well, because you're you're providing Google, right, with a URL that has some keywords in it that someone in your town might search for. They find that content on your site, nobody else's site, because who's going to write an article like that, right? Right. Unless you're a second level thinker like me and you are. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, seriously, though, like <laughs> you, you have to write content that is that speaks to your community and your your local area, because that's how you're going to show up in a three pack. That's how you're just going to you know, dominate. And by the way, folks, you know, it, it, when you're, when you're creating content and you're trying to rank your site locally or just, you know, organically in general, you have to understand that, you know, 90% of agencies are not doing this or they're not doing it correctly. So there's a lot of room for you to do this. And the way that SEO and the way that Google and, and the way this stuff works is once you get a, a, a stronghold on a position in Google for some terms, it can be very difficult for somebody to catch up with you, right? Unless they are just going hard for years to try to to compete with that content. So by doing this, by creating content, and people say all the time, I don't wanna sit around, I don't have time to sit around and write blog posts about bakeries, right? I get that. However, when you do it right, you're literally stepping on the throats of your com of your competitors. And there's agencies in your town that are taking business, that are getting touches on your clients. You know what I mean? So. Right. Think of it as a long-term play that you are, you're, you're not just doing it to help yourself, you're doing it to hurt your competitors. Right. And hey man, it's a free market. Like we're, we're, in, we're in business um, to make money. And part of that is, yeah, sometimes you need to, uh, you need to get your competitors out of the way somehow. You know That's what I mean? Right. That's right, and, and doing it this way is 100% ethical. There's no, there's nothing wrong with it. and. Right it helps you and it hurts them. It's a win-win. You know, Michael Jordan didn't win six championships by not trying to dominate his competitors. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I mean, he, he, he pushed off on Byron Russell. He pushed off, but you know what? Hey, he got him out of the way and he, he hit the jumper. He pushed off and he hit the jumper. He, he stepped on his competitor. You know, I mean, oh, it's man, cool. I'm dying here. I, That's it's a just, good point. it's just what it is, man. It's, you have to, you have to be, you almost have to run your business angry. You have to get angry, man. Like a football player. You just have to have that dog in you when you're running a business like this in a competitive space. And you know why, in my opinion, to amplify that? Because if you don't, the other people will. 
Exactly. I mean, someone's going to, and I love what you're saying. And also, that is one thing we do once a month, either me or Travis. We write a blog about one of our businesses. We call it a spotlight on business. And the reason we did it, I like this three best bakeries, though. I, I'm not going to do it on bakeries, but I got a couple other things that I'd like to do. But uh, and one thing we do it for is just to get the name of the business, and we try to get Centralia, Illinois, in there where we can. And I got to tell you, search an insurance, Centralia, or whatever, even an incognito window, we usually come in the top of that three pack. And I've always kind of wondered myself like what is because uh, I'm going to do more of that because there is other terms that I've searched around insurance that I'm not in that three pack and I'm like okay how mm-hmm. could I do that you just gave me some great information I appreciate that so I mean is there anything that I'm missing Chris I mean it, from what advisor um, does I mean we've talked about websites we've talked about SEO I mean I think you also have like a learning platform that people of advisors evolve get in my yeah what, what is this yeah we're, we're building it out it's um it, I don't have an official name for it, but what I'm calling is just like the marketing dashboard. So it's essentially where our clients, it's being built out now, it's not done. There's a lot of stuff going into it right. behind the scenes, editing video, shooting video. There's just a lot of work right involved. But uh, what we're doing is it's essentially gonna be a dashboard where people can log in, you know, anything that you would need to know in terms of digital marketing uh, will be there. You know, Sweet. SEO, pay-per-click, blogging. We're going to teach people how to run, you know, webinars and seminars and even offline um, things. You know, we did radio when I was at this uh, financial planning firm. We did, like, I literally was on the radio with these other advisors talking about uh, insurance and financial stuff. So there's going to be just sort of a playbook for agencies where they can log in. And I know that you have something similar, I think, like that with the Grow program. And uh-huh. it's, it's it's funny how these things are sprouting up. You know, um, Agency Nation has this academy coming out, and mm-hmm. so there's going to be there's going to be a lot of resources for people. I think the difference between maybe what you're doing, what I'm doing, what um, Agency Nation is doing is it, it's our marketing dashboard is kind of kind of going to function as like a I don't want to say customer support, but people can leave comments and we can kind of interact with each other. Um, okay. through, the, through the videos and stuff. And so that's a pretty cool thing. Um, you asked me, what what are we missing? I would say, you know, one of the lessons I learned when I was at this financial firm, right, is we would have uh, anybody who knows an engineer, right? Um, my father-in-law is an engineer. You know that engineers, uh, they, they th- I don't want to say they think they know everything, but they're very left mind, they're left brain people. They are right. very good at numbers. They're very smart people, right? Um, we would have engineers come into our, our financial planning firm and we'd be like, man, an- another engineer, here we go. This is going to be a two hour <laughs> appointment and they're not going to sign up with us because they're just here to get information, right? They don't, they don't actually need help. They're do it yourselfers, right? Because mm-hmm. they think they know better. And literally every single time we had, uh, we had that, that sort of uh, persona come into our firm, um, we would look at their accounts and we would look at their investments and we would find holes all over the place. Um, so I guess the, where I'm going with this is right. You may think you have a good understanding of this stuff and you may think, you know, you may think you understand design and SEO and stuff like that. But honestly, until you actually work with a professional, somebody who does this every day of their life, somebody who lives and breathes and eats this stuff, uh, you're never, you know, you're, you're always going to be a couple steps behind. And, and I'm not saying that to, 
um, to sell myself. You know, I would I would say, hey, if you have a guy in your community that you trust or somebody else, you know, get help from people that do this every day, just like people think they know insurance. You know what I mean? Right. And they're like, oh, well, I, I got a quote from this other agent and it was $150 less a month. Uh, you know, I'm going with him. And then you you look at their quote and it's like 15, 30, 15 and you right. had them at like 250, 500. Yeah, chief. That's why it's 150 bucks less because your coverage is suspect. Yeah. So it, suspect. It's, I like it's that. One of the, it's one of those things where people think they know and really they don't know and it's just people don't know what they don't know closing it out you got anything last thing you want to say chris man i feel like i've been like seriously blabbering here but every every time we have why we brought you on dude we have these conversations and i literally geek out and i talk (laughs) super fast by the way you know i had a couple coffees so i'm a little i'm a little geeked out (laughs) no I'm, i'm teasing but um man parting words i would say uh you know if you think you need help with anything, you know, as it relates to your digital presence, you know, your website, SEO, pay-per-click, if you just want some advice, whatever the case may be, um, you know, I was in the business and I really like to help agencies just like you do, Jason. And I would do this whether or not um, I had a company or not. I mean, I've, I did it for years before I had this company. And so, um, yeah, let me know if you, if anybody needs help. I mean, the website advisorevolve.com forward slash blog, forward slash podcast, forward slash plans. Um, yeah, okay. hit me up, chris at advisorevolve.com. And uh, yeah, Fantastic, man, I'm here to help man. us. I appreciate you coming on. And here's one thing I want to say to the listeners real quick. Don't listen to Chris and what he said in that last two or three minutes about things he does. Here's what I challenge you to do. Go to Arizona Wedding Insurance. Go to some of these sites that he looked at. And if you want, pick up the phone and call him. Am I correct, Chris, that probably if you reached out to, they reached out to these agents, they, that's okay to do? Yeah, for sure. Like Aaron Nutting. I'm just telling you, I, I keep picking on Arizona Wedding Insurance because Chris knows this. I think it's the best branding job. Now, I haven't seen all of Chris's, but it is the best branding job I have ever seen in my life. And if <laughs> and if you only know, I know a little bit of secrets, and so does Chris, on, on, on how that moved her business and the things that are happening with her business, like on a much larger scale than you could even imagine all due to the fact that she had a little idea that she had no idea how to make it come to life. And she talked to Chris and Chris says, here, here's how we're gonna, uh, here's how we're gonna form that identity. We're gonna give you some visibility and credibility. And I think if you look at Arizona Wedding Insurance, it's like badow, or sometimes we would say boo-yow. Boo-yow. So, so anyways, guys, um, appreciate your time, Chris, very much. You can find him at advisors, uh, advisorevolve.com. <laughs> uh, don't throw the S on there, it's just advisor evolved.com and uh, he's really really good at what he does and if you have any questions feel free to reach out to him like he said Chris at advisor evolved um, dot com and I think you guys uh, you'll like what you see especially by going to his website he's got a really good informational video we're actually going to drop that video inside the post of this that's online so if you got it online if you're on iTunes or Stitcher you got to jump over to growprogram.com you click on podcast you'll see him at the top one and you can watch the video or just go to his website and, and hit it right there. So uh, we do appreciate you as a listener. We really, really do. Uh, we try to give you the best information we possibly can. We're trying to create forward momentum and change in this industry. And the way we believe it is, is to do it as, is to give people like Chris a voice. Chris has got a huge voice in the industry, but how many of you never heard of Chris before this podcast? That is the point 
of this podcast. So tell me your ideas, tell me your thoughts, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Agents Influence Podcast with Jason Cass, and we are out. talk about grow lab real quick in chicago on september 8th i'm just going to tell you by the time you're listening to this podcast it's probably filled up because i believe we have two i think we possibly might have three openings and when i say that guys that's not a gimmick i have a room that only 50 people can fit into i mean that's just the way that it is and literally we have i think 47 maybe maybe 48 registered i know someone did this weekend so please join us if you want to get in on this you please reach out to us um, if for some reason you can't find the registration form that's our uh, registration and how to register online it's probably because we took it down and it's full if you're just electric and ecstatic that you want to be there to be a part of this which i can definitely understand how that could be um, I want you to email me at jason at growprogram.com. That's jason at growprogram.com. And I'll see if there's anything I can do. But I'm serious. I can only fit 50 people in the room, so you better call quick. <laughs>